Today's sponsor is Audible.com, the leading provider of downloadable audiobooks with over 100,000 titles and virtually every genre of book. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Listen to audiobooks anytime, anywhere, on anything. Audible is offering It's That Episode listeners a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show they want. We watch it, we talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my very special guest is Andy Blitz, who you might know from uh, being a writer and performer on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, who's a writer on Eagle Heart and the upcoming Comedy Central show, The Review. It's called review. So take out the the that I if yeah ignore what I when I don't. Say. If you're waiting for a show called the review, and you see a listing for review, watch that one. And if there is a show called the review, avoid that. Show. Yeah, that's something different. Don't blame me for what you see on the review. Right. That's. I'm sure it's terrible, and it was a terrible decision on Comedy Central's part in this hypothetical. To put on a show called The Review when they already had a show called Review. And if you're listening to this and you're an up-and-coming comic, don't steal the idea for a show called The Review and pitch it to Comedy Central within the next couple months. We own that, and we intend to sell it. So you own... Yeah, we, we're now... Andy and I are working on a show called The Review. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Please watch The Review. <laughs> right, and then we're pitching it to Comedy Central, but uh, it might end up on IFC. We'll see what happens. We'll see. And if you want to see the review, please don't watch the show called Review. I mean, watch it, but not if you're trying to watch the review. Don't get, don't confuse those two. Um, so, well, in well, general, in general, just pay closer attention to details in life. Yeah, and because otherwise, and don't misspeak like I did at the beginning of the show. Yeah, because it could lead to confusing things such as what we've just done. Yeah. Um, so, welcome, Andy. It's great. House of Sand and Fog. That's I know we're not we're not watching that, but that's that's I think something like that where she uses the word the when there is none, and then she loses her house. Is that a real thing? Uh, I might have some of the details wrong, not to get all meta about it, but there is Jennifer Connelly gets kicked out of her house. Gandhi moves in, and she tries to get him out. Gandhi moves in. Uh, ben Kingsley. Sorry. Okay, same thing. Yeah. Well, when you... He's not playing Gandhi. Right, but he... I didn't realize that, though, until like an hour into the movie. But he was uh, fasting during the shooting of that movie. Yes. But he was eating a lot on the set. He has stayed in character as Gandhi off-camera since he did that movie in 1980. But he's only been in... He's, since then, he's never played Gandhi. Uh, right. To be clear. Right. So it is the actor... He is it's as if Gandhi is an actor playing these other parts. Right. In movies. Now. Um, but you refer to, I refer to him like, you know, he's like, oh, this movie. And then like Tom Hanks did this. So I excuse me for referring to him as his real name or not real name. Forget it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I think if Gandhi's listening, the Ben Kingsley, we appreciate your your yeah. uh, your uh, care to yes. keep in character as a living human. Yes, um, and we like Gandhi too. And we, we like Gandhi. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Know. I think He's, Ben Kingsley's a, a little more. Uh, I like his. Uh, I don't know if I would like to have seen the real Gandhi play Ben Kingsley. I know it couldn't work out that way. But if he had lived and there was an opportunity for him to play Ben Kingsley as like, I think he started as a music student Did in, he? in the UK or something like that. I thought I read that, that Ben Kingsley, I don't know if I got, I have this right, but I think Ben Kingsley was like a music student and did a show and the Beatles came up to him after that. They were there for right. some reason, even though he was just like a 20 year old kid and and they're like, you're really good at music. You should keep doing it. And he said, no, thanks. I, I'm an actor or whatever. So he did, like, that was his final music show. Yes. 
So because was, he, he that, that was probably his goal all along to just, just be so badass that the Beatles say like keep going you're great and you're like that's it I'm done yeah that's all I needed was yeah. that validation that is that takes a true that, artist that is contrarian but so yeah. far as an actor none of the Beatles have told him he's great at acting so that's why he's still doing it yeah that's right yeah, and he's only got two Beatles left maybe they're not impressed <laughs> maybe not Paul McCartney is a very discerning uh, fan of uh, TV and movies. Yeah. Um, well, welcome, uh, Andy. <laughs> Thank you um, for coming. And uh, that's the end of the show. Now, yeah. and uh, um, why don't we talk about what show you you decided to watch today? Uh, what episode of television you decided to watch? Um, I have decided to watch the uh, finale or the last season's finale of Homeland. Right. Now that's uh season 2. Um it's called The Choice and uh appropriately or right? right? Yeah. And have you so you have never watched Home- I've never seen Homeland. Um I did not uh I've not seen an episode. Now um when we were working on review, um I was I was splitting um I was a split in the place with uh, Leo Allen for a little bit. And he was watching, uh, he watched them all like in a week, but like on headphones. So I would see him react uh, very enthusiastically. Now, did he decide you were in the same room and he'd be watching it on headphones? Yeah, we'd be in the living room. And why didn't he, why didn't you guys share that experience of watching the show together? I think he was, or he probably started uh, before me. Oh, cause he probably watched season one already. Uh, something like that. I don't know. We just, uh, we just needed some time probably not to talk to each other. (laughs) Right. 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 We were splitting the place. We were working together. You just wanted, that was his time. Yeah. And then, so you saw him experience, you saw his facial expression. So did that, uh, home? Well, I've heard, uh, I've heard like it's addictive. I've never seen it. So I thought whether, what a better place to start than the finale. Then the episode that would two. that would ruin every other episode for you. Yeah, I'm going to try to appreciate the twists without ever having seen anything about the show or knowing anything about it or any of the characters other than every 10 minutes Leo would just furrow his eyebrows and say, "Oh my god." Yeah. Wow. Now I've I've uh, seen every episode of the show. Okay. It's a great show. Now do you want me to before we watch it, do you want me to give you any um any background on it at all before you see the show that you've never seen before? Any character background, any plot background? No. Or you want to go in totally blind? Yeah, I'll now, figure it out. Now let me see this. So you've never seen it, but you've heard there's been a lot of hype. Are there any things that you know about or have a general sense of what what's going on? Um, I know that the show is called Homelands. Mm-hmm. I know that the actress Claire Danes is in the show. Of my so-called life fame and Terminator 3. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen either of those either. Maybe I saw some of my so-called life. Um Maybe I saw like an episode of that. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I think, two episodes of that. Maybe I ran the fan club for that show. Whoa, whoa! So it's I didn't. I did not. I said maybe. Okay. Um, and maybe I did not, and I did not. Uh, so that's all I know about it, really. I know it's based on an Israeli show. That's right. Yeah. Um, I know it's the CIA or the FBI or CIA. I think it's well. I'll, you know what? Well, you I'll know find what? out. I just tipped off a little bit of the show. Yeah, you didn't want that. To no happen. spoilers, please. Please don't spoil the season two finale of Homeland for me that I'm going to watch without having seen any. Yeah, I'm interested to see what it's going to be like watching it with you. And I feel like I might have to during the. Do you want me while we're watching it to sort of lean over and tell you? I mean, I don't need to lean over. I could just say it from where I'm sitting. But I could say like, oh, he's he's you know th- th- this is their relationship, or you just want to. I mean, we could just not talk at all during the whole thing. I think I will if I need to ask you something. I will. Okay. I do. I'm not shy about that. I do that when I go to the movies. Oh yeah. Um, and that's in a way like we're both starting from the same point. I mean, unless I'm sitting next to someone that has seen the movie before, but because I sort of have moments when I space out. 
I will often just say, who is she again? You know, or why, why are they upset? Right. Or what are they so nervous about? And I do that to whoever is sitting next to me in the movie. It could be an elderly couple. It could be a young couple. They don't even have to be together. It can be one guy. He could be in his 30s. It doesn't matter. Right. I just did not pay attention or got confused, and I need your help. And do most people help you out? No, but, you know, whatever. You can choose to live however you want. I would, if I were in their position, I would help me out. Yeah, I would too. But and- that, that's why they call it the choice. And Which I assume is what this episode is about. And not to be confused with Choice, which is not the name of this episode. Choice is totally different. That's a different thing. This is right, the that's Choice. An abortion drama. Right. <laughs> um, or a comedy. I can't remember. It's, uh, it's my, It might be an abortion comedy. But the... Um, uh, okay. All yes. right. So I do want to say that if I were in the CIA, now that you've spoiled it for me, I know that's where it is, I would... I would assume I would be like I am in the movies where I would just keep asking people, right. like, who's this guy again? And they'd be like, oh, he's like the head of, like, Al-Qaeda so in Somalia. You're saying like, basically okay. if you were in the CIA, you'd be the worst CIA agent there is. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Because I'd say one of the main things about CIA is having a strong memory and being able to... Put the piece if the criteria is like, yeah, how well or do you understand what's going on? Then yes, I would be a bad CIA operative. Now, here's if it's thing. just like, hey, he's good for morale, then like I'd be like maybe a top agent, right? Like sort of like the uh, the office mascot, like sort of just like the guy who sort of drums up uh, excitement. Or it would be like, what's he doing here? Like, what, what the hell is Blitz doing? Like, he doesn't contribute anything. But I would be just be like, hey, like you're doing great, like, and that's good too because people when people have something to complain about, like what's Blitz doing here? Why is he like messing up? People sort of rally around things. To, like it's fun to complain at work sometimes, you know? Like yeah, yeah, complain about. So that's in a people way people want to vent. Yeah. CIA agents. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Homeland will capture this accurately, or if even I'm making it up. But CIA agents are just like anyone else, and they just like to vent about their coworkers yeah. and their annoying boss. And what's that thing they have? CIA agents. They're just like us in the, the magazines, the CIA celebrity magazines. Right. Yeah. The, you know? Yeah. The, they're just like us, and they show them like walking to the grocery store. Yeah. And uh, picking up the kids from school or, and stuff like that. Yeah. Or assassinating someone. Right. Exactly. Just like us. Yeah. All right. So why don't we check out um, the season two finale of uh, of Homeland, and it's again called The Choice. The Choice. The Choice. Not Choice. Let's do it. All right. Oh my God. This isn't me, Carrie. I didn't do this. Bullshit. I swear to you, dog. For Christ's sake, Carrie. Listen to me. Look at me. Why would I do this? I can't see into your fucking soul, Brody. Yes, you can. It was in your car. I didn't know. I don't believe you. Carrie? I'm going to stand up now, really slowly. So if you want to shoot me, go ahead. It was Nazir who did this. It had to be. Nazir is dead. Yeah, he is. So what the fuck are you talking about? He played us all from the beginning. How? By letting himself get killed? Why not? Because it's insane. Think about it. Think about it, Carrie. What better way to make us drop our guard? Damn, Nick was never the target. Roya and her crew were sacrificed. Yeah. It was always Walden with him. It was always the CIA. Nazir would have died a thousand deaths to make this day happen. Quick reminder that today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 100,000 book titles in every genre. You listen to it on whatever you want. You can listen to it on anything. It's amazing. They are offering fans of It's That Episode a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial. If you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan, 
and you get that special offer. I just searched on Audible uh, to relate to Homeland. I searched CIA, and they have the book Legacy of Ashes, the history of the CIA, written by Pulitzer Prize winner Tim Weiner or Weiner. I don't know how he pronounces it, but either way, that's a pretty good book to read if you're interested. If you if you catch the Homeland bug after listening to this episode and you want some reading, just get that book on me. Go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. That's C-R-A-I-G-R-O-W-I-N. Let's get back to spoiling Homeland. All right. We just finished The Choice episode of Homeland. And a warning before we start, there will probably be a ton of spoilers for people who have not watched Homeland before. Yeah. Yeah. And like Blitz over here, who's never watched Homeland, you just experienced a ton of spoilers and a lot of stuff. I don't know. How much did you... You got the gist of it pretty quickly, I think. I think I figured it out. I think I saved 20 hours or whatever <laughs> people normally do. I I think it's just as entertaining to just watch the last episode. That's uh-huh. yeah, what I, I would recommend people do. The um, first 20 minutes, I assume, were just sort of getting oriented. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like um, sometimes like there, there'll be a basketball game and I'll just watch the last minute mm-hmm. and it'll be exciting. And then I'll be like, that's enough. And I'd save two hours or whatever. Well, in basketball, the sort of the last minute of a basketball game takes about 20 minutes and they show a lot of the replays from the right, right. first half of the game. But you, if it's a tie game, then you know you're caught up. You know what's going on. Right, exactly. So I felt like I, I figured out the score pretty much. And uh, I watched the last one hour of of Homeland, and I know who advances. Who advances to the next round of Homeland. Yeah. And so why don't we give like a quick uh, sort of uh, synopsis of the episode. You think you can do it? Um, Yes. Um, Let's see. Claire Danes and Brody are... Um, having a romantic weekend in the woods. Yes. Or just nights. I don't really know. It's not clear how long they were there for. I think for. it seemed like just one night. It was an odd amount of time. It's weird to go away to like a lake for just like one night. Especially probably. they brought gr- groceries, you know. They like, it seemed like yeah. they had like six potatoes. So for one night, that's a lot of potatoes. Yeah. His potato juggling. I don't know. I thought that was important and I took note of it. I well, I realized while we were watching that the basic gist of the series is that this character Brody, who's uh, in the army or air force, I forget, but he is a sus- suspected terrorist, and we as an audience know throughout that he's been a terrorist at different points. He sort of goes back and forth, and then to open this episode with them at a cabin and him, she's like, "Do something with these potatoes," and he starts juggling them like really cutesy. I was like, "Yeah, come on, guys." I didn't know he was a terrorist at that point. I thought he was just... You thought he was a potato juggler. I thought he was a hateful person that deserved death, <laughs> but not because of terrorism or anything. Just because of... Just his personality. Right. <laughs> and I'm not even knowing he's a terrorist, I'm like, how could she be with him? Because of his smirk? He smirked a lot, for sure. And there was... Um, well, I pointed out to you that there was... It's right away. It seems a bit... It's a bit sexist, right? The woman cannot control her. She just will fall in love with this guy even though he's a terrorist. Yeah, I mean... She can't do her job because she's, cause he's just too dreamy, I think. Yeah, that, that's really sort of, nonsense. I feel like, the one main sort of flaw in this show. And this show is really good and really exciting. But but it's like, it ends up sort of being soap opera-ish. Because it's like, once you find out he's a terrorist, that's sort of a deal breaker. That should be... Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a CIA agent. Right. And you know that that's a part of his past. That should be more or less the... But he tells her that he loves her and she can't help it. That's all All she's wanted. As she says herself to Che Guevara, she goes to um, uh, Mandy Patinkin, mm-hmm. who was Che Guevara in Evita. Oh. So like Ben Kingsley. I, <laughs> right, right. He, he he's, remains he's Che Guevara. Left. I saw him as Che Guevara. Um, I see him as um, as uh, Anigo Montoya. Oh yeah, from uh, Princess Bride. 
That's right. He's versatile. He's versatile, and he's a singer. And I mean, oh well, probably in Evita, he probably sings. he did. Yes, I never saw Evita. Oh, you should see it. Ricky Martin later did his role. Mm, I heard he's Ricky Martin was better. I, I would not mind seeing Ricky Martin in Homeland. I think he might. They all of Manu, They're though. still uh, working, negotiating for season three. Um, that'd be great. So this is season two. Kaboom! Everybody gets blown up. <laughs> And that is not – is that a rare thing? That doesn't happen yeah, like so every, every episode. They don't start with a new cast. No, that, that's why this episode – yeah, they don't start – that's what I thought though. I thought after the first season that they should like sort of end that terrorist threat and move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, but in this one, basically um, throughout this season, they're trying to uh, – Brody is, uh, was a prisoner of war. He was brainwashed by this uh, terrorist Abu Nazir. And the aim was to kill the vice My brainwash just, like, talked into it? Yeah, he just talked him into it. He talked him into bed and made him cozy. Right. And then what happened was while he was a prisoner of war, he sort of, like, treated him well, Brody. And uh, there was a U.S. drone airstrike that killed a lot of children, including one of them that was Abu Nazir's son that, that Brody had befriended. So then after that, he sort of pledged allegiance to Abu Nazir. And I see. And in this season, at the end, we find out that uh, Brody helps capture Abu Nazir and kill him. But he also kills the vice president of the United States. Uh, so that's what I was confused about. Abu Nazir was not vice president of the United States. No, I know that that would be because um, Joe. That's that. That does sort of sound like Joe Biden. Yeah, it's a similar Joe Biden. He, Joe Biden did, was not uh, a militant mm. Islamic fundamentalist. No, no, no. That's uh, that's Abu Nazir. Okay. Um, I can see how you'd be confused since it's, you didn't see all, season one. Yeah. Um, and uh, so in this episode, we think Brody's a good guy again. And then uh, while they're going to the big funeral for, for oh, I didn't think he was a good guy because of the smirks. That's interesting. Well, I think I think. Oh, th- I assume I forget exactly my mindset while watching this, but I think you're supposed to realize think that like he's sort of now he's set as he's settling down as a non-terrorist. I see. And then they go to the the. Um, he's he's getting he's he's getting over it. Yeah, he's, it's like you know if you're uh, over the hill, like really into you know. A band for a while, and then you're like, ah, I've listened to all their music. I'm not into it as right. anymore. That's sort of how he was with. So Claire Danes knew that he was a terrorist. Yes, but he's just like, I'm just, I'm not into it anymore. And she's like, That's okay. I'll... I mean, to, yeah, more or less. Women. I know, man. Is that what you're supposed to come away with? Come the, away... Yeah, you're supposed to just go women. Yeah, that's most of the reviews at the end. Um... Of this season that I saw where people just women yeah. exclamation point question mark. Well, what about her mom? Was that significant? Was her mom behind that attack? Why? Why, that yeah. why? Why? Her mom was never seen from again, but I find that unlikely. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Right? She mentions that her at the beginning. Maybe these. See, I don't know. That's the thing about watching it. Uh, the finale cold like this. I'm not quite sure what to focus on. Right, right. Yeah, the mom. I'm like, what is it about her mom leaving that makes her so attracted to potato jugglers? Right. (laughs) That does sum up. That is. I have to say, watching this, having not watched this in a while, that first scene, and you said it, but it was really boring. The uh, the I mean, that first scene in the woods. That's what I, I did not know he was a terrorist at that point. Brody. But even so, I was like, why is she with him? He just has nothing to say. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. just like, he's like juggle potatoes. And then she's just like, you make me happy. Well, that, and he I want to be, I want to leave my career as a successful CIA agent because I'm so enamored of your potato juggling because I'm a woman and I just thought I do not want to be alone. I cannot, the thought of being alone, I can't deal with it. And not only is he an actor... Ricky Martin, he's fine. He can take it, not me. Yeah. And in fact, to add to his bad character, he's not only a terrorist, but he says one of the lamest lines where she's, he's like, he, she gets up in the morning and she's like, 
He's like, don't go. And she's like, I'm getting croissants. And then he's like, then get out of here. Which is not a nice thing to say to somebody who is bipolar. That's right? true. Yeah, she is. You don't fuck around like that. You should not mess around with Be, her. Yeah. So, so at, at the at the funeral of uh, uh, of uh, whatever the the vice president's name is, um, Watkins, what something like that. Yeah, Walton, that's Walton. the thing about these these shows. The only th- the only time I, I got a glimpse of the vice president was in the previously on right. And uh, when he's just like, I'm killing you. Brody said that, I guess, to him. Brody, Brody, uh, yeah, killed him through his pacemaker. Well, I thought of that. Uh, did you watch, uh, what's the one where Kevin Spacey talks right to us? Do you know oh, what I'm talking uh, about? House of Cards, yeah. Or I'll just suddenly look at the camera. Yeah. So the president on that is like, he's super boring. Yeah. Do they talk about that? Is that like a part of the plot? Like, how, how did this totally boring guy get elected president? <laughs> like, pe- presidents, people don't like. You can't be that boring and win an election. I mean, you can for like governor or something, but like, if you look at like whether it's like Obama, Bush, and Clinton, like, it's not. It's hard to have a boring president. No, they're you know? they're pretty charismatic. You can't just get away. Yeah, with or they're just weird. Yeah, Pres- it's you know it's hard to become elected president if you're not weird in some way. Right. How? What's the weirdest thing about Barack Obama? Um, what is weird about Obama? Oh, I don't know. Not being white, I guess. <laughs> That's weird, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, I guess that he's the first one that yeah. isn't white. I remember watching his inauguration and being like, something's weird about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but you're right. But he's not boring. But Obama is, uh, he's, you know, a very dynamic uh, public speaker. Oh, absolutely. He, he's, and he's playful when you see him when he's not in, right. in uh, politician mode. He, he's a very so, likable guy. So when you see a show, like, I'm a little off topic here, but House of Cards, the president is so boring. It's like, yes. how the hell did that boring person win the election? Did he run against somebody even more boring and nobody turned out to vote and he won the election like two to one? And also in, not only is he boring in House of Cards, but he's a total pushover too. Like he's, yeah. doesn't even have a mind of his own. Yeah. Which is, I feel like for a president, you should more or less have solidified thoughts about most things. Or if not, you, you, you're. Or even if it's like Bush and you're just like, you still have like an authoritative personality and you're just manipulated into right doing whatever, you know? Yeah. In that case, you're just an idiot. So anyway, here on the previously on, it's just like, and, but I mean, that vice president bored me <laughs> wow. and he was being assassinated. Like if you can't be interesting, if your personality cannot be interesting while you discover you are being assassinated, you are a boring, boring person. And how the hell or did you ever get to be a heartbeat away? And they, they nobody mentioned that in his uh, memorial service. I'm surprised it was as well attended as it was, given how uninteresting that guy was. And I assume, I presume, if he was that boring when he was being assassinated, nobody wanted to hang out with him when he was not being assassinated. And that so the Brody was boring too. Brody is yeah, he's lame and boring. I'd say. I mean, this is it's a compelling show, but it's filled with a lot of boring people. Well, I'd say that the the least boring people are are Claire Danes, right. Mary, and Saul, who I think is pretty pretty cool. Saul is Saul is, uh, is Ricky Martin. Okay, Saul is Che Guevara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's great. Um, but at the memorial service that they're attending for uh, Walton, She's Vice a woman. President Walton, uh, Brody and uh, Carrie sort of run away to get some nookie going. Remember that? Right, right, right. They're like exchanging looks, which is also just like. Yeah, nobody's going to notice. Nobody's going to find that weird. You're at a memorial service, and then you're throwing flirtatious glances across somebody else. No, Yeah, nobody would. Uh, a room full of CIA agents, no one's going to notice that. Nobody's just be like, oh, okay. Together. Two people. Did, was everyone killed in the blast in the room? So, yeah. So then an explosion everyone happens. Killed. That's a, Well, the explosion happens. Oh, oh, so 
Carrie and, and Brody are making out. And he looks outside. He goes, wait, my car wasn't parked there. I was parked in Lot C. Remember? You were- and by the way, right, give me some credit. When they showed Lot C, I was like, keep this in mind. Yeah, you you were seriously looking. You're like, yeah. that's a clue. Right. They made a big deal about where he parked. And then it turned out that his car had explosives in it. It blew up as uh, across the ocean Abu Nazir was being buried at sea. And uh, right, and, and and I don't, I don't even know who did it. Really, I think it was her mom, because her thread was left hanging. Claire because Dennis. at the beginning of the episode, she mentioned that her mom had had left. Strange, right? I mean, I don't completely side with you. I don't disagree with you. Women, we- women, right? Right. Um, so, okay, Abu Nazir. That's who Brody says did the bomb. That's who Brody. Yeah, so Brody says basically beyond the grave, from beyond the grave. This was this was Abu Nazir's plan. The, they, the way they edited it made it look like him, them throwing him in the ocean triggered it. Right, like like he had a remote control implanted to his body that was when it short circuited, you know, because it was flooded and with it also, ocean, salt water. There were circuits when he was being wrapped um, for the proper burial that the car, he, there was a remote control in his body, body to drive the car from Lot C to in front of the memorial service. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so at this I point, bet it was. you've never seen the show, but at this point when the car explodes yep. and, and Carrie thinks it's Brody, did you think like, okay, maybe she's going to end this relationship here? First of all, I liked how, like, the explosion just it made them take, like, a nap. Like, they kind of, they weren't injured. There was no, like, she had the bruises on her face from before, right? But right. she didn't, like, she didn't break, wake up and, like, oh, my leg is broken. Mm-hmm. I can't really walk. They're just, like, they're totally unconscious. And they get up and then they're fully alert, you know? Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. No concussion. Yeah. And, in fact, her... her they not- should have had a dream sequence there. Which would have been in uh, the dream season of Dallas. Yes. One season of Dallas that was a dream. Right, right, right. So it could have been, that could have been Carrie's dream. Well, that was, right, there was a, because some, uh, some guy was killed there. Uh, Patrick. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing was killed. <laughs> Patrick Ewing, number 33. Was Patrick Ewing in, in Dallas, or was that no, my dream there, sequence? There is a name. I think I dreamed a, a whole season of Dallas that was all with Patrick Ewing. It was a full NBA season as well. Yeah, he was like an oil magnate and also like an NBA center. <laughs> and it's like it's so weird that he's in this, and it's just like episode after episode they're sticking with this, and it's ridiculous. And they're always losing. They're losing, and they're but they're getting close, you know. And then he just like jokes. In the finals. And I'm like, this is such a weird storyline for them to stick to. And then at the end, I wake up and I dream the whole thing. I don't don't know what happened. But I do know women can't control their emotions. That's what I've come away from that show with. Um, Did Were you... um was was anything did this match the vision of your show at all of what you thought my <laughs> like? my homeland yeah your homeland. i've been writing homeland scripts to submit to them without having seen the show and i apparently made some mistakes it's called non fan fiction when you when you aren't yeah. in a show and you write it's called i bet i would be a fan fiction <laughs> you know where you just try to guess what's going on people should do that let's start that as a trend right here um I guess, I guess it's a little bit like the uh, the whole like when she's pointing the gum at him, gum at him, the gun. That would be a twist. If if her gun is, is switched for if she was pointing the gun at him and he's just like I didn't do it, I didn't do it, and then he leans in, and he just starts chewing the gun, and it's a it's actually just a stick of gum, and she's just like, oh my god, let's get out of here. This is yeah. Oh my God! Somebody exchanged my gun for a big piece of gum. Yeah, that's shaped like a gun. Why did? It's just. It's hard. It's hard to to wrap your mind around. Well, it's that's the whole thing, right? Of just like I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Trust me. When the gun is pointed at you, that is kind of a yeah. So basically, he talks her. That's so the, scene ex- that the explosion. Happens. The explosion happens. Uh, Carrie pulls her gum out. 
yeah. points it at uh, Brody. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and he says, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't move the car. I didn't put the bomb in there. Abu Nazir did it from, you know, this was his plan all along. He was, he played us. He played us. He would die a thousand deaths. Oh, that was a good line. He said, he said, a thousand deaths, but he's died. We killed him. And he goes, he would have died a thousand deaths to see what happened here today to, to make this happen. So he's saying it doesn't matter that he's dead. This was his plan all along. And that basically just convinces Carrie. Like I believe him. I think we all do because we saw him park in lot C. But why does she why is she so forgiving? She's in love. Oh, he didn't do it. Now I, I'm confused. So do you think he did it or didn't do it? I guess we did see him park in lot C. I, I, I just uh what I mean He's a terrorist, right? Yes. No matter what, he it has done terrorist things. He has done terrorist things, and then he's just like, "I'm sorry, I was, I was, I don't know, I was cranky, <laughs> right? I hadn't yes. slept well. Now let me just be friends with the CIA, yes, and park my vehicle, yes, because just also- trust me, trust me, I'm gonna park on Lot C. I'm not gonna put any bombs in my vehicle just because I was a terrorist before." Thank you for trusting me, CIA. I don't know. There's something about this. This is like, it's, uh, you know, also like presidents, even vice presidents are not that boring. But also, like, I feel like these shows kind of, it's it's kind of probably um, promotes the popularity of conspiracy theories because there's this, there's this image of like an omnipotent CIA in a way that can like pull off these operations when really, you know, in, in real life, it's just like David Petraeus writing like hundreds of dirty emails right. to, to like some like Tampa socialite who's had plastic surgery or whoever it was. I, I maybe I'm mixing up. Yeah, it's. I think it's something. Yeah, I think that is what it is. I almost confused it with the NASA woman who drove across the state with a diaper. But oh my god, total different thing. That would be that would be great if if that was his mistress. That was David. (laughs) Right. What if he was? What if he was like caught in a diaper? If David Petraeus driving, what if David Petraeus was caught while he was still head of the CIA driving across country in a diaper, and he was just like pulled over, and he's just like, I, I honestly. I I can't explain it. And my point is that they're not like I guess they're incompetent here because they let they yeah, let I mean, somebody park a car bomb next to their. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: at the beginning of the episode, now I don't like killing, but at the beginning of the episode, the CIA has a chance to kill Brody, who's been a terrorist, who did help them out in a way. It, yeah, but they at the in the end they let him live because at the after when uh, no, they let him live. They don't check his car when he drives to uh Right. They don't check his car and they sort of just let him be a civilian after they've been watching him for two seasons. I guess I'm about to contradict what I'm saying. I'm sorry to but yeah. so like yes, they're incompetent in a way, but also like I don't know. You would think there'd be more security where that if somebody just drives a truck next to the wind like behind the guy who's speaking. That's true. You think somebody would be like, hey, I don't know if that's okay. Well, this should be the, – the next season should be a season about the valet parkers at uh, at, yeah. uh, at the CIA. At the CIA Memorial Service. Because, yeah, I feel like somebody was, would notice that. That was a boring memorial service. His speech was boring. David Estes. Yeah. It was very – well, it was very patriotic. He's talking about yeah. drone strikes. Wait, uh, wait, okay, wait a minute though. Yep, go for it. So Abu Nazir yes. is killed – with a, a tip from uh, a, from Brody, Brody, I forget exactly how, but Brody helps him get Abu Nazir, and then he gets. Uh, then he's mentioned at the memorial service. His death is mentioned. Yes, that they caught. Abu. And Brody's like, I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom, and nobody, for nobody there, has. Yeah, in fact, the look that he gives. Remember when he says, "And he killed, helped kill Osama bin Laden, Abu Nazir," and and Brody just sort of shakes his head like, Pfft. right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. When a guy is shaking shaking his head about a terrorist being killed and he has he has threatened terror, he has yeah, he's gone into a building with a with a uh, a vet bomb vest or bomb whatever those are called. What are those called? They should have just had I wonder if Bin Laden had not been killed 
if they would have just made him be the character. Like Bin Laden comes to the U.S. Right. And he's just like, I apologize. I that was that was really messed up, and please forgive me. And they're like, fine. And then he's Claire Dane starts dating him because she can't help it. That would be an incredible. She's a show. woman, and his eyes are beautiful. And uh, and then he's at this memorial, and then you know, etc. The thing blows up, and he's Bin Laden's being like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then the end of the episode, it's uh, it's Osama Bin Laden being left out in Canada, but Carrie driving them up to wherever the border and letting him go. The most excited I got, you saw me, is when they showed that storage space. Yeah, uh, that like, is absolutely. Yeah, the, that's my parents' storage yeah, space. Yeah, they Could not so believe the, it. Car- Carrie helps uh, Brody drive uh, and uh, escape, and they stop at a storage space to pick some, um, I guess, money and stuff up. And you got pretty excited. You asked me to rewind it. I had trouble. <laughs> that's the one thing I. That's the uh, the one detail I wanted to go back and see if it was the same storage space. In fact, earlier we had missed a couple lines, and we decided not to rewind. But that, yeah. Uh, what's the storage space like? In uh, you said it was in Oklahoma. It's in Oklahoma. My parents had. I helped them empty it out. They don't have it anymore. What was in it? Um, just some boxes. I don't even know. Whatever <laughs> garbage they can't throw out for whatever reason. So, yeah. Would you? Do you have any predictions? Because what I, if I had been? What if they had shot it and they're just like we just walked onto the shot without realizing it? <laughs> Your parents and I. I'm in my head. I'm at, like that would have been a crazy thing. If they, if your parents were in this episode, if we were just in the shot, yeah, we were cleaning out the storage space, and they're just like, oh, some PA was supposed to stop, whatever. Just, just it's a good, it's a good take from Claire Danes. Yeah, they, they it's a good smirk. We got to use this take. And so, what if the blitzes are in the background? And then everyone's like, that's suspicious. Like he's the guy who did it. I mean, what if I had watched the last episode of Homeland, never having seen it before? And the takeaway for me was it was obvious that I was the terrorist. Oh, God. That would be terrible. I would feel awful. That would be really bad. Yeah. I feel like you would have gotten a lot of phone calls if that had aired. and, and people. It would have been so weird if nobody had mentioned it to me. <laughs> if the whole thing. Can you imagine that? If Homeland is just going on for years and then you watch it and then that's it. You're the villain. It turns out Andy Blitz is a villain. That's Homeland. a good. That's a good way to do it in a series. Just throw in, not tell somebody <laughs> they're the villain. Um, not having not watched this, and I have no idea what's going to happen. And after the first season, I had no idea. Do you have any predictions for the for the next season of Homeland? I think they're just going to act like nothing happened. Uh huh. Just like a very uptight, you know, proper family. Mm-hmm. Where they just like don't talk about those things, right? You know, we don't talk about the bomb or the fact that she was dating a terrorist. What did you think? I about- think I'll just get in a bunch of who's the new vice president, by the way. I think. Well, I think. Um, I think that uh, they they would appoint somebody in real life. Yeah, they'd, but I don't know. I don't know if we saw who takes over the secretary of state. No. Uh, well, they, they would appoint somebody, right? That's what um, the. Uh, who would happen? Nelson Rockefeller, maybe? That was when Spiro Agnew uh, resigned. Nixon, I think that's... Um, uh, no, I'm sorry, Ford. I'm mm-hmm. all confused. Ford, Nixon appointed Gerald Ford to be vice president. And then he became president. And the rest. And he was boring. I guess he was boring. But he never was elected. Gerald Ford was never elected vice president or president. He was never elected more than in his congressional district. That's like Brody. Brody was a congressman. He could have been. It's hard for me to watch shows like Homeland without going off on Gerald Ford rants. (laughs) You love going off on Gerald Ford rants. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Oh man, you feel you look shell shocked from watching this. What if if they? Had, I wonder if they considered asking Biden to play that part. I he, think he, he probably would. He was done in. It. I think he was in Parks and Recreation this year. Oh yeah, so he's got he's got somewhat of a TV career going. Yeah. Um, do you feel like now you you have a friend that mentioned that this would be the most spoilerific episode of 
this show. I had heard that um, um, my friend Sarah told me that um, this was the last episode of Homeland was crazy. But I don't know. I don't know what's crazy. Like, did they kill a lot of main characters? They killed. They killed a lot of people. And, they killed. Yeah. And Abu Nazir, who's the big bad guy, was dead. So you didn't see it coming. And I think that's the biggest thing: the fact that you sort of think that all the loose ends are tied up, and then no, they they're not. The terrorist cell is stronger than ever. Mm. Um, what? What if? What if she had decided they did not go to the memorial service, and she just decided, I'm leaving the agency. To pursue this relationship, and then the series just became a relationship drama. I could see that happening with a boring couple with a who boring just couple. like doesn't really say anything to each other. They just talk about how happy they are together, and they they live like in a very kind of rural, uneventful existence. And it would be it would be like Seventh Heaven. They'd have a family. Yeah, they become Christian. Well, yeah. he's Muslim. Muslim. They become Muslim. It'd be the Muslim version of Seventh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, yeah. Um, what did you think about uh, uh, the fact that when I Brody like when Brody was in pr- a prisoner of war, his best friend um, uh, fell in love with his wife and had and had sex uh, with her, as sometimes happens when you fall in love. Um, and, and he sort of accepts it. And in this episode, he says, "You can take care of my wife and kids now." Brody says that to the guy. Right. So I think that's weird for two reasons. One, I understand that this guy, he was a prisoner of war for eight years, so it makes sense that that happened. Was he presumed dead? He was presumed dead. It was. And then, but it's weird to say, you can take care of my wife and kids. It would be different if it said, I'm okay if you marry my wife, but to say, you can now take care of my kids, that seems like like being like... You can have my kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I, I went to war. You can have my kids. That seems like a pretty big, uh, just a cop out. Yeah, yeah. It seems almost like a trick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought that was weird, especially like when you hear his kids a little bit. It's just like, oh yeah, I would give them away. Also, yeah. The darter sort of gets annoying. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I um, I brought I uh, brought up some of the because this you got a lot of spoilers right um, I figured I would I have an article here that says the top ten spoilers in movies and I want to run some of them by you oh you that? okay yeah to see what you think of these spoilers if you know them and and how you react to them right so this is from Complex magazine do you read Complex I don't know neither do I. This is the 50 top, but I'll... I will now, though. But I'll give the top 10 spoilers, depending okay? Depending on how this list is. Complex magazine. This is for movies. Okay. This is number 10. That Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Right. Wow. That's a big spoiler. Right. Did you go into He's, that movie knowing that? Um, That... Uh, when was that revealed? Empire Strikes Back? I'm um, your father. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I probably heard the rumor. I must. I can't remember now. I probably heard the rumor before. Before so all that was down. spoiled. Before you saw it. Um. Yeah, I guess it was. I think I read that. Did George Lucas not know that in the first movie? I think that would make sense, but I have no idea. Did your, James Earl Jones ad lib that line? That would be amazing. Yeah, that, in the, that in the would booth. Be, yeah. They had shot it. That <laughs> yeah. That that's, all, all that changed is the voiceover. Yeah, that, the whole scene didn't make sense. He originally said, I'm going to cut your arm off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like that was the, what he's supposed to say. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> no. I've got an idea. Hang on. Let's do one more. All right. This is number nine from... Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Cole really can see dead people, primarily lead character Malcolm Crowe, played by Bruce Willis. Um, so that's not really uh, primarily Bruce Willis. That's the spoil. That's the the twist. But you know that he can see dead people, right? Do you think you think he's I think, hallucinating well, it? Yeah, I guess the real spoiler is that Bruce Willis is dead. That's what it really is. Yeah. yeah. Did you go in knowing that? 
No, I did not go in knowing that. Um, I don't know that I cared when, once I found it out because, um, you know. But I, I don't know that he was dead. Was he dead? Yeah, I think he was dead. I think uh, M. Night, uh, sh- uh, I, I'm not trying to be, I don't want to joke. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night. Uh, I'm sorry, I apologize for that. What is it? M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. He should make another movie now, like a sequel to that, where the it's you from the beginning. It's Bruce Wallace was not in fact dead, uh-huh. and it was just that the kid was crazy. That is the that is so it takes back basically the spoiler. And it's called the Fifth Sense. The Fifth Sense, yeah, it goes it goes backwards. He loses one sense, and then every sequel he loses one more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the first, by those, and then at the end, at having no more senses, you discover now he's dead. So that's the twist. He is not immortal. He's not immortal. That's not one of his senses. Okay. Yeah. Number eight. This is from the movie Sleepaway Camp from 1983. Young, seemingly sweet Angela is both a killer and yes, a dude. Hmm. All right. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I guess most killers are men, so yeah. I think they should have known that from you should have known that from the beginning that she was. Right. I never saw the movie. I've never even heard of it. I mean, I've probably heard about Sleepaway Camp. Could they, I, I don't know that movie. I guess I haven't seen it. Could the spoiler have been only that she's a dude? That it was like we don't. We never even find that. We never figure out who's the killer. Sorry. Right. We're not sure ourselves having made this movie, but surprise, this other character. And she's maybe killed in the first, like, you know, the first 20 minutes, half hour of the movie. I'd say if that was the case, the big surprise would be that the makers of the movie don't know who the killer is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a twist, right? <laughs> That'd be a twist if if at the end of the movie the filmmaker comes out, speaks right to camera and go, I'm sorry, I know you're going to be upset that you don't know who the killer is, but neither do I. I always wanted to do, like, a murder mystery, like one of those... Agatha Christie things, and then it's like, who is the killer here? And then it's just like, it's so hard to figure out. And then at the end, it's a new character. You introduce, like, you never introduced a character before, and that's why it was hard. And they're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, he's like, my name is George, and I've been here too. I've just been in the bathroom. I've been killing everybody, I didn't tell anybody. And that's it. All right, number seven. P.S. I'm a woman. P.S. Gloria is my real name. <laughs> it's not George. It's Georgina. Yeah. Um, number seven. Give me a lot of Georginas. <laughs> it's from the movie Primal Fear. This is the top number eight and number seven are movies that uh, I, don't I can't know. believe. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Stampler, who I believe is played by Ed Norton. Aaron Stampler is actually Roy, who's guilty of murder and not crazy. I disagree. I respectfully disagree that that is what happened in that movie. I did not see it, but... um, That's definitely not what happened. Yes, crazy. Yes, he was crazy. Wait, he's he's the killer and he's not crazy? He's not crazy. I guess he... My guess is like the character was crazy, and then they're like, guess what? He's not crazy. He's faking being crazy, but he is the killer. I would say you have to be a little crazy to be a killer. Right? Yes, I'd say that's that's a, that's a variation of crazy. Yeah, they should say, and he's not crazy, in parentheses, he's cra- but he is crazy enough to kill someone. You know what would be a good twist? A good uh, twist. I'm, this is a spoiler alert because I'm giving it away here. I haven't even written the rest of the movie. I've only written the twist. So this is a spoiler for a non-existent movie. It's like a killing spree, like a horror movie. And then the twist is you find out every killing was done in self-defense. So the person was justified and not like crazy. And it's just a very unlucky person. It was just a person who, for some reason, everyone on this uh, getaway weekend to the woods just decided, like, hey, who's that? I'm going to try to kill that person. Right. And then, uh, let's call him, it could be like a, it could be a guy that that wears like a, a not a hockey mask, I guess that's taken. Uh, a catcher's mask. A Patrick Ewing mask. Maybe Patrick Ewing, perhaps himself. That'd be great. Is the killer, and it's all in self-defense. It would have a built-in audience. Yeah. Patrick Ewing fans. All right. Number six. And at the end, it is you real, you reveal, and there's a, another twist on top of it. It's all Claire Danes' dream when she was knocked out by the bomb explosion. And Claire Danes is not crazy. Yes. 
I mean, yes, she is. Besides just being a woman. Yeah, exactly. She's not crazy for a woman. She's just crazy, i.e., a woman. I am just, by the way, I am just paraphrasing. I'm just reporting Homeland's perspective. That's not your I don't share it. Yeah. Number six, Dill has a Dill, so to speak, in the crying game. Didn't, wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter? Uh, yeah, I think that's superficial. That's just... Well, that also, that's from... Um, maybe this is on the list, too, right? That's from uh, uh, Some Like It Hot. They stole that from Some Like It Hot. No, isn't Some Like It Hot's a comedy where they have to dress as women? But even so, that's the same thing, right? He dresses a, as a woman? Right, but I think... In The Crying Game? I think I never saw The Crying Game, but I think he seduces people, and it's not a, it's not a it sounds, lighthearted comedy. It sounds like an imperfect remake of Some Like It Hot. Yeah, some people do say that uh, Jack even, Lemon. I think Jack Lemon, till his dying day, kept saying that this is sort of this is blasphemy because this is our movie. Yeah, there's a big lawsuit if I'm if memory serves. And then that's the thing that you reveal. Dill is the name of the character. I guess so. Dill. And why is Dill a euphemism for a penis? By the way, um, like a dill pickle. All right. It could have said dill has a half sour. It's a spice, right? It's yes. A, it's a, it's a, um, yeah, it's like a, an herb. Plant, an herb. I just don't think that works. Dill, dill has a pickle would be a better, a cuter way. Complex magazine, strike one. Sorry, complex. Um, but doesn't, so dill reveals his penis. You think it's a her? You think it's a her, and then it has, yeah, he, he, and they don't go all the way. And remember Billy Crystal saying in the Oscars, he says, uh, "Those eyes, those sighs, surprise! It's the crying game." Oh, <laughs> just remember Billy Crystal, of course. Don't you of course, that? you don't remember that? Yeah, written by Bruce Valanche, I believe. The song or the crying game, both. And this is this the same line, like nobody's perfect, as some like it hot. Yeah. Right. Okay. Number five. The others, Grace and her two kids, are ghosts. So, is that like Bruce Willis? It's basically Bruce Willis part two. Right, okay. That's the seventh sense. That was the original title of The Others. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember if I saw that. I can't remember if I saw that movie. I did. Where characters turn out to be ghosts. It's very disappointing. Good job, Hollywood. All right, number four. Way to go, movie business. I can't even remember. Number four is from Saw. Did you see Saw? No. Here's the spoiler. Jigsaw, who's the bad guy, is the guy who's been lying dead in the middle of the room all along. What do you think about that? He's the bad guy? Yeah. That are looking for him? Yeah, I I forget. And he's just... did they know there was a, a dead guy? Yeah, the, the thing is, like, a guy wakes up and there's a dead guy in the room, and then he has to go through all these challenges or something. And uh, I like it. You like it? I enjoyed. I I don't know if I would enjoy sitting through the saw, but I enjoyed the twist hearing about it in in a three second uh, thing. It this was is quite a, quite a thrill I just got. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about. Just save time. Yeah. This is from the 19... Number three is from the 1955 movie. There should be, like... I don't see why movie people care. Like, they just want your money. So you should even have the option to, like, get your time back. Like, if you want to even pay extra, and then they'll just tell you the end of the movie on the way out. Somebody will whisper it to you. <laughs> on the way out of the movie? Well, like, let's why say... Why would you go how in much, You pay 12 bucks or whatever right. to see a movie. And then you're like, oh, God, I don't want to leave. Okay. And you're walking out. You're like, by the way, if you want, you just pay another five bucks, and we'll tell you how it ends. So you, so you can leave without – you don't have to sit through the whole movie to find out what happened. I mean, here's – but you, you can also – I guess that would incentivize them to make really boring – Right, because then Middles. they make more. Mo- the, but you know that mo- money wouldn't have to go to the. That money could go straight to the theater, and they wouldn't have to pay the the uh, film company. <sighs> I should have studied business. All right, number three, Michael isn't dead in Le, Le Diabolique, nineteen fifty five. Michael is not dead. What do you think? I think he. Uh, yeah. So many of these spoilers are like someone's dead or someone's not dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's, you know, I think I think come up with something else. Well, think about that. And uh, I mean, maybe it's it's not their fault for being number three on the list. Well, there should be a third choice. You should either be alive. It's always you're alive, you're dead, you're you're a man. Yeah, those are the only options. Yeah, this is number two. One should be like somebody's a child, right? That would be great. Right. I think that ha- does that happen in a movie. The killer is actually just like a six month old baby. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good twist. Number two is from The Usual Suspects, Verbal Kint, played by, um, what's his name? Um, Mar- um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Verbal Kint is Kaiser Soze. Now, does he talk to the camera in this one? This one, I think, at the end of the credits, if you watch through the credits, he says, look out for a House of Cards coming 2013. <laughs> right. <laughs> That to me is if you go back and watch that after having seen House of Cards, the big twist is that he does not talk to you right. during the movie. Yeah, well, he does. He does talk to you in uh, in uh, American Beauty. That's a movie with no twist. Um, no, there is a twist in that. That's that's one. Oh, that uh, someone's gay. Chris someone's, Cooper is gay. Chris Cooper's gay in it. Yeah, that's a variation on on being a different gender. Yeah. You like a different gender. You like a different gender. So, hmm. There are only so far we've only seen Sorry everyone. You're alive, you're dead, you're a different <laughs> you have a different name or or you're a man. This yeah. is, this is the number one twist ever from Complex Magazine, Planet of the Apes, 1968, the titular planet, the planet of the apes yeah. is, is Earth. This is also a spoiler for the um, uh, Mad Men uh, Martin Luther King episode. Right. And, yeah. Did you know it was Earth? Um, when I first saw it, no, I guess I, I did not. I was young when I saw Planet yeah. of the Apes. I was probably um, uh, Bobby Draper's age. When I first saw Seven, eight years old. You watch Mad Men? I do watch Mad See, Man. that show I watch. Um, and I'll tell you, here's what I think is the the big... Uh, this is, again, I don't know if this is called a spoiler, but my expectation for Mad Men is... I, I, I recently um, was looking up uh, Matt Groening, mm-hmm. um, the, the creator gr- great, Right, the... Creator of the the Simpsons, you know what can you say? Simpsons best comedy ever, and um, so because um, his parents were named Homer and March, right, right in real life. Yep, uh, his mother just just passed away. She was like ninety four. So I was reading her obituary. I was reading about, and so I looked up uh, his father's story. Homer Graining is his real name. The the inspiration for Homer Simpson. And he says he was a veteran, and he he like fought in the Korean War, and then he came back and he worked in advertising, in creative, and he was like started his own ad agency and was brilliant. And this is all true. This was in his obituary. Really? And so it occurred to me that Don Draper, Homer Simpson, is Don Draper. That is the twist. Wow. Now, is that a twist in Mad Men or in The Simpsons? Well, neither show has ended yet, so maybe they will coordinate oh, a joint a joint finale episode. Finale. Yeah. But I would love it if the big end of the Mad Men, when uh, that's this is not the last season, the next probably season next season, season, will, season will be the final season. If they just go ahead to the late '80s and Don Draper is now. Getting on in years, you know, he's an elderly man Yeah, um, in his 60s. And Bobby Draper is has grown up and creates the Simpsons and creates the Homer Simpson character based on Don Draper. And everybody laughs at him and Don Draper does not like it. Wow. And that's what you reveal the whole thing was. It was just like the Mad Men was just a Simpsons origin story. And that's also good because at that point, the Simpsons will have, they should end the Simpsons before that and then restart the Simpsons based off that. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Like start the new version of the Simpsons. uh Uh-huh. 
In Mad Men. In Mad Men. Like Mad Men season eight is Simpsons season one. Yes. You just zoom into the TV it and there's an animated the show. And it never leaves that. Right. And then there's like 18 seasons. Or just at the end, it just cuts to old Don Draper shaking his head annoyed. At the end of season 18 of That, that Simpsons? Which is at the end of every Simpsons episode. Oh, okay. It's just basically old Don Draper watching The Simpsons. And then I think at the after he watches it and he shakes his head, he says, I always, I, I don't know why I keep on watching this. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> I'm Homer. Yeah. I remember when I was like, you know, running around with every other woman I met. And now here I am, you know, a buffoon. On, uh, you know, the biggest celebrated idiot in television history. But wouldn't Homer have to be called Don in that version? Um, well, let me think here. Yeah. Or maybe he has to change his name again at some point. Ooh, because his real name is, uh, what's Don Draper's real name? Dick Whitman. Dick Whitman. Yeah. If Dick is the name of Homer. Yeah, or Don. Right. Maybe he has to change his name again. And it ends up being Homer. Maybe there's because there's all this Vietnam stuff in Mad Men. Maybe he decides, like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to enlist. He goes to <laughs> Vietnam, and then he deserts again, and he's just like, oh, shit. Now I, now I can't go by Don Draper either. Right. And he's like, my name is Homer Simpson. <laughs> And it's the same character, and he's like, it's the same character in season seven, the last season of Mad Men, but he's running around, he's betting women, and then you just, you know, you just go 20 years in the future, and and Bobby has, has grown up. I so think we got to hit. I forgot about Homeland. I totally we got, forgot we about Homeland. got a Homeland. bunch of hit shows on our hands. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much uh, for for watching uh, Homeland with me. And yeah, I can't st- wait. I cannot wait for the series finale. That's probably when I'll check in again. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do an, uh, another episode. You know. Yeah. Of uh, of this when the series finale happens. The the, the series finale of uh, season. Yeah, or maybe season three of Homeland. Um, do you have? Is there anything you want to plug or uh, where people can find your stuff? Um. Just look. Just Google Andy Blitz. Google Andy Blitz. I may. Yeah, I don't care. Can I just plug whatever? Yeah, do it. Okay. Well, um, my friend Maria Thayer and I made some um, uh, videos. That's her auditioning for Fake Pilots, and it's called Pilot Season, and it's all just uh, Maria Thayer auditioning for Fake Pilots, and we put them on Funny or Die. Awesome. So that's what I'm going to plug. That's great. Yeah. Check it out. And yes. then what should we make the spoiler for what's the twist ending of this episode of the podcast? Um, Do you have anything to tell us? I don't know. I'm hoping it's that we've both been dead all along. Well, I have to say this. I'm not a man. Yeah. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right. I'd like to thank Andy Blitz again for stopping by and watching Homeland with me. I had a blast. Uh, watching Homeland and spoiling some stuff for everybody. Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, uh, follow It's That Episode on Facebook, leave a review on iTunes, and follow me on Twitter at Craig Rowan. And, and uh, just be, be good. Just be good to each other. Um, or as Bill and Ted used to say, be excellent to each other. All right, guys. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. Amigos. <laughs>